Welcome to Vision of Zion. I'm Craig Perry, and this is episode number 14. The date today is August the 26th, 2022. So I had an interesting experience, and I know I just laid down another podcast uh, a couple of days ago, but something really hit me hard today that I needed to talk about, and and I need to do it while I'm in the spirit of of this uh, feeling that I got today. So I want to tell you a story, first of all, about when I was a missionary in Italy for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on a proselyting mission. I remember going to the house of a family. We were invited in to talk to them and share a message. And while talking to them, the people who were present, I don't think they were members of the family. I think they might have been invited over to be there for this meeting. And they wanted to do something where they would flip through the scriptures. There's a term for this. I don't remember what it is, but there's a term for this. When you just kind of open up your scriptures and point to a verse and read it, and then try and see how you can apply this verse. So they said they were going to go first and they opened up their Bible and they flipped open to this page and I can't say my Italian is great or was great at the time, but it was from the Old Testament and it had to do with people traveling and going somewhere, taking a journey. I don't recall the verses. I don't recall the book. I just remember that the interpretation given by the man who did this started to talk about how we need to um, be on a journey and and life is a journey and we shouldn't be talking about other principles and introducing ideas. And he's basically trying to condemn us for what we were doing and why we were there. And it was not a, a verse of scripture that dealt with some teaching. It was basically using it as an analogy or a, a metaphor for condemning our actions. And so when he was done pontificating about this, it was my, it was our turn and I was the one who was asked to flip open the Bible. And so I flipped open the Bible and the verse that I landed on was Matthew chapter seven, verse one. I just opened up the Bible, stuck my finger down and here's what it said. It said, this is during the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. So with that, it pretty much uh, ended the conversation and kind of uh, this person didn't have much of a retort because he had been judging us harshly. And right there was a verse that said, you know, don't judge people harshly. Because well, let's get into this. It's saying that whatever judgment we give to others, we're judged by the same standard. In other words, God doesn't judge on an objective standard. He judges on a subjective standard. He's saying, if you want to judge a person that way, that's how you're going to be judged. Now, I want to add 
a little bit of meat to verse 1 where it says, Judge not that ye be not judged. The Joseph Smith translation says that he was talking to the apostles or his disciples. And here's what he says in the JST. Now, these are the words which Jesus taught his disciples that they should say unto the people, Judge not unrighteously that ye be not judged, but judge righteous judgment. So this has always been an issue when people say, well, the Bible says you shouldn't judge anybody. Well, we're making judgments all of the time, aren't we? We're having to judge people. We're having to judge situations. It's impossible to not render any judgment. Um, we have to have discernment. And some people have a, the great gift of discernment. They know who's a person who is being honest and sincere and who's a person who's a phony, for example. And some people have a better meter for that than others. But the Savior is saying, make sure when you judge that it's done in righteousness. Okay, I think that's a very helpful and insightful addition to verse 1 in light of the fact that we must make judgments constantly, all the time, making decisions and judgments. And so it's got to be righteous. So we need to pray for that. Now, I'm going to fast forward to another moving story. I'm not going to have the details, but I'm going to tell you that this can be found on the internet and it can be found other places. There was a woman who was one of, uh, she was one of a, uh, she was a twin and she and her sister had been subjected to experiments conducted by German scientists during World War II. And of course, these tests they did on, on twins were horrendous and, and constituted torture in many, many instances. And she came out of that situation and she could have been bitter. She could have been harsh for her whole life. At some point, though, she decided that she needed to forgive the people who subjected her. I think it was Dr. Mangala. I think it was his name, if I remember right, but we can look it up later. It's not really an important part of the story, but she, she tells it in her own words what happened. And she made a decision to forgive. And she came under severe scrutiny from members of her community, the Jewish community, because they were telling her, and this is on caught on the video, they were criticizing her saying that to forgive these kinds of injustices was to do a disservice and a disrespect for her ancestors and for the other people who had suffered. And they should never forget and never forgive. And it was interesting to watch her confront these people and have this discussion. It was very powerful. She also goes on to address large groups of people with this message of forgiveness. And as I recall, there was one where it was either all or primarily women who had been abused in some way or another. And she was preaching that we needed to forgive. And she was saying that the person who is the victim needs to forgive or they cannot move on and be free. That she felt she would be trapped as a victim and trapped in her recollection of what happened to her until she forgave and forgot and moved on. And once she was able to do that, she was free. 
to act and her message, and she must have been in her 80s or 90s when I was watching these videos, for sure in her 80s, her message was, you must forgive, you need to forgive, and you need to do it for yourself. Now, I know that's probably very controversial to uh, talk about forgiving the abuser, but her message is powerful. The freedom she found doing this is a weight lifted and freedom to act once again, instead of being again, stuck in a box of victimization. So today I had an experience that reminded me of the importance of forgiving others. And I did mention it in a podcast, but I'm just doing a deeper dive in this topic. The Lord is telling us that we are to forgive. There's a verse in the Doctrine and Covenants that says, I, the Lord, will forgive whom I will forgive, but of you it is required to forgive all men. This is the message. And I also mentioned in a prior podcast, which again, I want to emphasize today, is that there there's somewhere written down, it's a, it's a saying that was dug out by Brother Hugh Nibley in his research. Angels envious two things only, our ability to repent and to forgive. Well, repentance, we're supposed to do that before we pass on. This is the time prepared to meet God and to work through our sins and to seek forgiveness and to change the inner man. The forgiving part is the part we're emphasizing today. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you find it hard to forgive other people? Okay. I don't think it's, it's a, it's a trait that comes easily. And maybe I'm only speaking for myself. I do try and forgive others, but do I ever hold a grudge? Do I ever forgive freely? Okay. Let's start with the biggest example. The savior, Jesus Christ did nothing wrong in his life. He was truthful and he healed so many people and did so many wonderful works that everybody could see. And yet while he was hanging on the cross, he still didn't make it about himself. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And thereby set an example for all of us. And this is really is the point uh, that we don't know all of the factors that go into people who do us wrong. I know that some abusers have been abused. I'm not making excuses for them, but the Lord takes everything into consideration and his command is to forgive all men and let him forgive whom he will forgive. It's a very powerful concept. And I was reminded of that today because I've been dealing with, dealing with a situation where someone who I know has done me wrong. Okay. And I was getting angry about it for the last couple of days. I was getting really mad because it was having an effect on my, my life, my, my business. It was affecting my business and it was affecting a lot of other people and I couldn't allow it to continue. And as the injustices uh, were uncovered and the extent of the injustices were uncovered, I was getting angry. And I was getting upset and I was trying to maintain my cool, but inside I was really mad that my trust had been betrayed. And that was yesterday. So today I'm going to work and I'm thinking about what I've been going through the last several days. It's been quite a week. 
And as I was um, getting ready to start my day, I had an impression that I should pray. And I should pray with someone that I don't normally pray with. I don't want to identify who it was, but I called this person up and I said, would you pray with me? And they were, they were aware of the situation. And as we prayed, this is a person who's not a member of my faith. This is a, a close person that I've known for many, many years. But I know she's Christian. And as we prayed together, then I felt the reason that I had to pray. Because I was being told by the Spirit, you have to forgive this person. And then the Lord reminded me, or the Spirit reminded me, all of the things that this person had been going through. Terrible things, okay? Probably was an abused person or is being abused. All kinds of personal issues that were making this person do things to me. And I'd known about these things and I tried to help, but you can only help so far until you have to turn over to God and let, God, let go and let God take care of it. And so during this prayer, I realized that I was judging this person on how it affected me rather than sympathizing with this person's plight and, and situation. And during the prayer, freely forgave this person. And then I knew I had to talk about it because all these scriptures and examples came to mind about our requirement. And what a blessed thing, isn't it? That to the degree that we will forgive others, the Lord will forgive us. If we are liberal and compassionate to others, the Lord will be liberal and compassionate to you. And how much compassion can you afford to not receive from the Lord? Okay, we need all the compassion and the love and understanding that we can get when it comes to our own judgment. And so this was a powerful reminder. I feel so much better today now that I've done that. And I feel like, I, and also I found myself praying for this person. Please help this person to get out of the situation. Please, if there are any adverse spirits that are encircling about this person or people influencing the circumstances to save this person and help this person. And it turned around completely. The other part of this I want to say is that this was just a prompting. I'm so grateful for the prompting because once again, I learned a lesson and I hope I don't forget it, that we are supposed to freely forgive people. And I know that's hard. I know how hard that is, especially if you've been really abused. Now I see from a broader perspective, maybe from God's perspective, hey, cut this person a break. And it probably shouldn't even have taken this much, but I am glad I got the prompting and was reminded that I need God's mercy. And by the way, I'm going to tell you something else that happened. While I was preparing this podcast, I got a call. Well, my computer shut down. Sometimes it overheats and shuts down. I had to restart this but in the interim, I got a phone call from opposing counsel on a case that I have. And we're trying to work out uh, a situation for one of my clients. And this other attorney works for the government and has the authority and the power to, to um, negotiate cases. And the call came. I had explained to this attorney 
my client's situation and my client was willing to be disciplined and the attorney called back and says, I'm going to do a favor for her. I'm going to remove some of the harsh language in the agreement she has to sign because I am compassionate. And she says, I have feelings too. And I got to tell you that you don't get a call like that very often from an opposing attorney offering to reduce the language to a less harsher version after you've already agreed to sign it. Was that just a coincidence <laughs> that that happened in the middle of talking about this? I don't, I don't think so. So please think about who in your life is blocking your progress spiritually. You cannot progress spiritually unless you forgive and let God do the deciding of who he's going to forgive or not forgive. We're all here and we're all getting experience. And if you feel like not forgiving someone is blocking you, or if you've not considered that that is an impediment to your own spiritual progress and personal growth, think about that. It can canker your soul. So think about that. Apparently the angels, those who've died and gone beyond, they don't have the ability anymore to do these things that are earthly requirements. This life is the time to prepare to meet God, not the next life. It's why we're here, to go through the fire of challenges, to in some cases play out what we understood and agreed to go through in this life, but always repenting of our shortcomings and having compassion and understanding for others. In the final judgment, we're going to understand how all of these lives and circumstances intersect and what we want to do is be found on the generous side and i know for some of you what i'm asking you to think about doing is seems impossible i cannot even fathom what some people have gone through but i had a little taste of it today where i was commanded to review the life of another person who was hurting and in great distress and forget about how that was affecting me and this is what the spirit does right it just knocks you upside the head and it reminds you and to put things in perspective this is one more example of why i am grateful for the gospel of jesus christ because had i not had this impression i might have gone on a lot longer and carry this burden with me instead of praying for someone maybe i would have been sending out negative energy bad energy and maybe now that i've reconciled myself to the situation i find myself having compassion and charity that i didn't know i could muster so quickly and it's all because the holy spirit it does this kind of thing you know and i feel bad for people who don't know how the Holy Spirit works and how Jesus Christ has truly opened the doors for us to become something better than what we would be if we were left to ourselves. So thank you, Lord, <clears throat> for reminding me. And I hope that someone out there who is going to hear this message can take it to heart and make 
necessary changes and see if this can enrich your life too. All right. Thank you for listening.